As Infrastructure and Operations, INO, moves towards integration and operations, various management and monitoring tools need to be brought under one comprehensive tool to better drive agility and business value. Jeremy Hewitt, VP Analyst for Gartner, acknowledges that there might never be a true single pane of glass when it comes to INO tools. Nonetheless, Gartner expects increased vendor merger and acquisition activities to get as close to a single tool as possible. In this podcast for Future CIO, we speak to Matthew Usbin, Chief Technology Officer and VP Pure Storage, on the growing importance of a unified management tool to reduce the complexity of today's IT infrastructure. Matthew, welcome back to Podchats for Future CIO. Thanks for having me, Alan. Compared to a decade ago, what is the state of the IT infrastructure today? Yeah, uh, infrastructure has changed an incredible amount over the last 10 years. We've added more storage. We've added more networking devices. We've got more compute than ever before. And what that means is, of course, uh, we've got more management tools that sit over the top of that. But here's something that's gone in the opposite direction. While we've got more infrastructure, we've got less people to manage it. And in fact, the gap is so large today that I wouldn't so much say that people are being asked to do more with less. I would say that they're being asked to do much more with much less. So a lot's changed and we really do need those management tools in place if we're going to be able to manage the complexity of the infrastructure ecosystem today. One of Gartner's predictions for 2022 is the need for a comprehensive management tool to reduce costs and produce better ROIs. I have three questions for you here. For the CIO and IO leaders, how easy or challenging is this call for a comprehensive management tool by Gartner? Is it even possible given the complexity of technology and the diversity in needs and priorities within a business? I I think it's very complex for the the CIO, but I I don't necessarily put all of the, uh, I suppose, the responsibility onto the shoulders of the CIO. A a lot of it is born on the vendor side, and, and I think that there needs to be a balance between the two. But from a CIO's perspective, they are at the moment trying to grapple with a lot of complexity inside the environment. And there is an enormous amount of tools that are available to do it. I think from from a recommendation perspective or or the way that I, I see things, they definitely should be looking at the tools that are available to them. They're often bundled with the uh, the infrastructure that's available. So that might be uh, the computer, it might be the networking, because what we know uh, is that there's often a, a large amount of underutilization that takes place for the implementation of, of various features. From the vendor side, you know, we need to remember, and, and we certainly do from a pure storage perspective, at least uh, understand that the piece of infrastructure that we provide inside the data center, in our case, that's going to be storage, isn't going to be deployed in isolation. It's going to be deployed with compute or with networking and with the management layers sitting on top of that. So I think it's incumbent upon us, and we certainly do realize it, that we need to make simple and easy to manage infrastructure, but we also need to ensure that the management capability of our infrastructure ties in very neatly through, in our case, open APIs, 
with the other infrastructure that we're likely to be deployed with. And that's, in our case, going to be something like Cisco UCS. And you manage Cisco UCS today via Intersight. Um, so we make sure that we have very tight integrations from an office of the CTO perspective so that Intersight can pull from Pure One, which is our management console, and vice versa, so that a customer can actually choose. And it makes it very easy for the CIO. But if the vendors weren't doing this, of course, it puts a lot of pressure on to the end users to be able to cobble together solutions. Vendors will create unique features best accessed using their proprietary software. Does OpenAPI allow for a third-party management tool to harness these unique features? Well, absolutely it does. And that's the, the, the starting place for trying to get to the panacea, I think, for what Gartner's talking about in this particular prediction. The challenge that you have from an end user perspective is that there are so many different discrete types of infrastructure that sit on the data center and each one has its own discrete management console or, or management tool that sits on top and they often change. So while you may have you know, a deep connection with, in our case, we could talk about UCS Director, which is how you used to manage UCS. That's changed to Intersight. So you've always got to be on top of the latest set of tools that each vendor has. And I think that's where the complexity comes into this. And that's why the, the software is very important. But it's important that the software is continuously updated and that there's interoperability testing that's taking place as well to ensure that you have the uptime and you have the availability that you require from mission-critical enterprise infrastructure. What would you say are the key challenges organizations must grapple to realize this call to action? Well, well there's, there's three different layers that we would approach this from. There's obviously the technology, then there's the processes involved, and of course, you've got the people. And typically inside a large end-user organization, whenever you're implementing a new technology, there's a need for training. If you're changing from you know, one vendor type to another, it's it's imperative that the people understand the tool sets. They might understand you know, the, the technology type and the functionality and, and all of the, the academics behind it. But of course, the minutia of using a particular tool, the, the training is really important. Um, the other thing is that if you want to master this, you need to minimize the surface area. And we, like I say, we ask a lot of our technical teams at the moment to manage this. And if you've got uh, an uncontrolled environment where there are numerous vendors with numerous different types of technology and you're not rigid in your acquisition, then from the end user's perspective, from the, the technologist's perspective, it's like shaking hands with an octopus. There are so many different interfaces that they need to master that reducing the complexity and making decisions to go with particular vendors for particular fabrics, you know, on your storage or network and compute can actually make a big inroad in the simplification of the management ecosystem that sits on top. What would be the key benefits of adopting a unified management tool? There's there's a bunch. And I'm, a, I'm afraid I'm not even going to be able to rattle them all off, Alan, because th there's small ones that can amount to, to very big uh, implications. And, and of course, there's the ones that, you know, we think about every day. The first one that comes to mind, of course, is uptime. It's availability. The very reason that you have infrastructure, the very reason that you have a cloud, for example, it's a delivery mechanism for an application ecosystem that supports something typically that's business critical and you can't afford to have it going down. By ensuring that your management is correct and you've got visibility of the underlying systems, 
uh, then you're going to have better uptime. Uh, you're going to have better performance. You know, once again, there are in, in large organizations, thousands or sometimes tens of thousands of users relying on this infrastructure. And if it's slow, your productivity uh, declines sometimes quite market. There are security implementations uh, and implications where there might be gaps and vulnerabilities because you haven't patched or had the full situational awareness to say nothing of the utilization of the infrastructure as well, which of course we want to keep as close to possible as 100% so that we're not wasting power, we're not wasting cooling, we're not wasting data center space. And of course, from the perspective of a human being, the people that are actually managing this software and, and, and managing this infrastructure, we want them to be focused on more important tasks at hand than just focused on infrastructure. We want them to be outwardly focused in the IT department to look at what change and benefit they can create within their organization, not just racking and stacking and patching systems. So, you know, there are numerous benefits to doing this. In fact, it's incredibly important. What is your advice to CIOs and IO leaders as they look to adopt a unified management tool? I, I, I guess it is. If, if you're buying, you, you're shopping, aren't you? Well, from my point of view, you know, you can take a bottom-up approach and you can take a top-down approach. And, and my view is to do both. And what I mean by that is the first thing is get your systems and house in order. Ensure that you have the right vendors selected inside your data center and minimize the amount of footprint that they have. So choose wisely, choose carefully, and make sure that you're deploying and utilizing their tools as well. Make sure you've switched on the features to drive that efficiency, because if you haven't done these basics, then the overarching uh, management software that's going to sit over the top won't give you the benefit and the return on investment that you're looking for. So start with the basics, ensure that you've simplified, simplify your acquisition process, make sure you've got staff that are very well trained in the, uh, each of those domains, and then select over the top the management that is right for the outcomes you're looking to seek from inside your environment. Make sure that there's harmony between the two. And I would definitely recommend a great consulting and services integration arm to ensure uh, that it works very well for your organization. Coming into 2022, what is your expectation on this quest towards a single pane of glass? I, I think it, it, it's a big challenge and it's a problem we've been trying to solve, I think, for decades. And I won't be pessimistic and say we'll be trying to solve it for decades more. But if, if we keep approaching it the way that we have, I don't see us really getting to that point where there truly is that single pane of glass. I think we're, we're always going to have multiple tools, but we're certainly making inroads that the headwind that we're all running against is that infrastructure changes so quickly. There's typically a new approach. If we think back to the to the 90s into the 2000s, you know, VMware came about. We introduced virtual machines. There's another layer of complexity with management. Today, what's the world look like? Well, it looks like microservices and it looks like containers. And now there's a big quest to drive efficiency and management through that. So while we implement new technologies, for very good reasons, by the way, we also set ourselves the challenge of, of trying to you know, make good of, of those investments. So it feels to me that the world of infrastructure management plays catch up to the advances that take place inside the market. In 2022, you know, we're going to see more changes. 
But, you know, let's think about Asia Pacific and Japan. We, we've got two big players in this space that are becoming, you know, very well known. There's, there's HashiCorp, there's Ansible. Uh, customers love these particular technologies. We now use a different language, which is deploying infrastructure as code. We may get to a future in 2022 or 2023 where we start to deploy infrastructure directly from, you know, GitHub repositories, for example. So things can change quite a bit. I don't necessarily think the problem will be solved in 2022. But if you read the prediction from Gartner, I don't think they believe it will be either. But it'd be nice to try and close those gaps a little bit more. So yeah, I I think uh, next year, we'll certainly be moving into an era where we've got more efficiencies. uh, We've got better tools available to us and, and some perhaps better techniques for achieving the outcomes we want, Alan. Matthew, once again, thank you for joining me on Podchats for Future CIO. Alan, always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was Matthew Usvin, Chief Technology Officer and VP for Pure Storage, on the topic of Towards a Single Pane of Glass. You are listening in to Podcasts for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.